Welcome to R&R Showtime with Robert and Ryan. And today we will be journeying into mystery as we talk about episode five of Loki. Journey into mystery. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, first impressions, brother. Uh, well, I would say this is probably my least favorite episode of the five episodes thus far, but like not to say it's bad. It's just like not my favorite. You know, that's funny because I thought this episode was sick, so I I thought it was cool. Um, There's cool stuff about it. I'm just saying it's my least favorite. Mm. Yeah, well, that's fair, I guess. You're I entitled think, to your wrong opinion. I think <laughs> I I I think the crux of it is that I'm a lot less interested in these other Loki variants and like they're just like kind of like like they're cool or whatever, but I, I don't really care about them and I feel like not a lot happens this episode. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't agree with that. I feel like things definitely do happen. I, I feel like the episode in a way could be summed up like there's a lot of like character stuff happening, but it's a it's pretty much. All right. So Loki went into the void. Sylvie joins Loki in the void. Oh, I guess we're doing the recap now. No, I'm just doing a quick, <laughs> I'm doing a quick one. Sylvie joins Loki in the void. Sylvie allows Mobius to go back to the TVA and then uh, Loki and Sylvie uh, enchant Eliath and are, are going to move on. Like in broad strokes, that's all that really happens. I don't know how these Loki variants are going to play in going forward in the next episode. I don't know what Renslayer is going to find out, but like it feels like it just feels to me like not a ton happened. And they should like introduce these other Loki characters and I they give you three of them and then they just sort of ditch one of them halfway through the episode and the or they give you four of them I guess and they ditch one of them like halfway through the episode and of the other three only one of them has somewhat of a developed backstory but the way they develop the way that they make it easier for that backstory to be developed is it's literally just Loki but he kept living his life alone for many years, which really isn't that interesting as a character, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I I thought it was interesting I th- to have him because I think he- he's a cool. I think the actor did a good job as him. But like it's whereas like all the other variant Lokis are like different in like some like like clear way. This Loki's just like if our Loki did one thing different and I, I get that's a cool concept, but the one thing he did different was live like, I don't even know how long, long enough for Tom Hiddleston to age into um, uh, the, the, the other actor, which is probably like, I don't know. Cause he, cause he's like, they live like centuries or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. So like, like the, he must've been on this planet alone for like centuries upon centuries to get to that age. And like, that's like, 
when he's telling the story, I I was like, oh, this this that's kind of cool. But like when you really think about it, it's like okay. So he just sat on this planet for centuries and centuries, but everything else about him, his entire life story is virtually the same as our Loki. He was just alone for a while. Well, I have some stuff I'd like to comment on that, uh, but let's get the do the recap so we can talk about it more at the end um, once we've gone through everything. Yeah. So this episode starts where the last one left off, right? Um, Loki's in the void. I I think it starts on the Loki side. It may start on the TVA Sylvie side. Yeah, Loki is found by uh, variants of himself, and they help him escape Eliath, uh, a giant matter-consuming cloud of um, monster monster thing. battery, not goodness. So um, they escape from him and help him journey to their hideout. While at the same time. Um, we see Sylvie basically uh, interrogating Renslayer to get information on who is the TVA, where where are they, uh, who's who really created the TVA, who's number two, <laughs> where where are they hiding, and they sort of come to the realization that they may be hiding somewhere past the void where all the prune things get sent, and they start to like um. Uh, discuss like a plan to like how how to get there and Renslayer says oh there's or actually Miss Minutes brings up oh what about the time travel vehicle he's like yeah we can use that and so he's like all right pull up the file let me see it and Miss Minutes is like oh uh I'm looking for it and then it turns out that minute Miss Minutes is just stalling for the TVA reinforcements to show up and Sylvie, Sylvie caught on to it and is able to like go hide herself with uh, Ravana's uh, tempad and with a pruning stick. And when they're, but she's pretty much cornered in this like little room in like one of the interrogation rooms. And instead of uh, having them like apprehend her or whatever, she chooses to self prune because as she knows, she knows that the void is where she needs to go and she has a temp pad. So theoretically she can use that to get back and it's proved later that, yeah, all you had to do was take a temp pad there and you're golden. Yeah. Man, uh, one small, like random little criticism is that this little interrogation just starts in that, like, you know, it's like the judge room or whatever, uh, the uh, court it's like the, um, and I don't understand why it starts there. Other, uh, like I don't see the purpose in Sylvie having walked her down there. Like, let's leave this room where nobody's going to show up except for that one elevator door um, kind of thing. And I, I just don't like we didn't see that. They just started in that room. Right. I mean, if, from what I remember. Yeah. They start in that room and I just don't see why Sylvie would have walked her down there. Why, why don't you just interrogate her right where you are other than putting them in a position where those guards can show up kind of. So, I don't, I, you know, I, I feel like that was like a. Here's my other question. Choice by the directors to just be like, well, let's just start her in the room. and everything. Yeah. So, and yeah, there's, there, here's another thing. So Sylvie had a Renslayer down in the timekeepers like chamber. And that's also where a passed out Hunter B-15 was. Yeah. And so Sylvie just left Hunter B-15 passed out, like didn't try to like arouse her or whatever just to leave her to be captured and taken prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't actually really make sense. I don't know why. Like, that's actually like, a, I I don't, I don't like that. That little 
part like that, how they just kind of skipped over and did that for the sake of like, well, they just did. It just is like this, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't really like that inconsistency in shows sometimes. Like we can always have the suspension of disbelief and just to take it, you know, we can take the assumption there, but, but that is literally a thing that stuck out of my head of like, why are they like, I, when I initially saw it, I was like, why are they in this room now? Like, why did they come here? There's, yeah. there's no reason to be in this room. I don't know why they, why she left the timekeeper area thing. Like it just didn't make like, cause if you consider, I don't know how far this room that they're in is like, maybe it's just around the corner, but like around the corner is the chance for other guards to like have shown up and helped Renslayer. So yeah, you just did that to expose yourself for no reason. I mean, really just to put her in a room where she could hide behind something. And for that, it, again, the directors just did it because they needed to do it. It wasn't, there's no reason. So yeah, don't really like that, but whatever, we'll just move on. I wanted to point out that I had a, you know, a little issue with that. Um, but yeah, so the, there's like a, a jumping back and forth between what we already described. So obviously, you know, Loki but, and them are yeah. traveling and Renslayer and these are kind of happening back and forth. But and while, while we're getting the that stuff, we see the the Lokis, uh, the variant of Lokis bring our Loki to their sort of little hideout. And we get some like uh, talking between them, like some banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, boastful Loki saying that's when I got all six infinity stones and they're just like, no, yeah, no, you just <laughs> didn't do that. But, um, we also get, you know, a couple of snippets, like one that the kid Loki, you know, his very, uh, his nexus event was that he killed Thor. Um, which is why, uh, like all, even though he's a kid, like why the other ones actually like respect him because and yeah. why he wears the, the crown. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, and we get like a little bit about classic Loki, which is that, yeah, he's just a Loki that uh you know used an illusion instead of a dagger when it came when thanos came and survived and just hid away for many years yeah um so we get all that and a little just you know like kind of back and forth between all the lokis and including our loki saying like you know all right we have to defeat Eliath and get past him and do this and that like we need to do something about it go back to the tva and take them down and the other lokis are like ha like, there's no way you're yeah, going to do you, that. You can't, you can't fight Eliath. Yeah. You know, go, go f- do it on your own. Um, and he goes to do it when he's confronted by another literal dozen Lokis. Uh, led by President Loki. Yeah. Led by President Loki. Um, cut back. Sylvie to get out prunes herself. And now she's in the void as well. And Eliath is basically bearing down to consume her. But Until she's rescued. By Mobius, who... Uh, called it really was hoping that Mobius would be back. Yeah. And, and I didn't see any reason he wouldn't like, he wasn't, you know, Drive- he wasn't killed. So he was sent to the same place. Loki was driving a pizza car. Um, and yeah, and he grabs Sylvie and basically rescues her and gets her, uh, away from Eliath, uh, in timely fashion. So, um, I want to say, you know, that seeing this, it, I, of course, maybe there's no way to get back from the void, but like, it just seems like irresponsible of the TVA's like whole, whole system of getting rid of these variants is to send them just to the end of time where it's like, well, they'll never be able to come back from this. Yeah. But like, what about like, I, I like, okay, here, here's a scenario, right? They go and they, you know, like they like claim time stones and things like that or infinity stones. What if somehow they just happen to prune an infinity stone nearby and it gets sent to the void and someone is able to find that infinity stone. And now they like, again, like reverse time and go back or do something. reverse time. Or they teleport out or they change reality. Like I, I think sending things to the, to the void at the end of time for a big monster, you know, cloud thing to eventually at some point, like consume it. 
it's just it, not even a good a idea. A cloud thing that we've seen, every person that we've seen go back there is able to get away from Malaya. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they just literally get away from it. Yeah. And apparently can just hide underground. Like, he doesn't consume anything underground. Things don't even get fully consumed, apparently. Like, things just look wrecked. They don't look, like, totally annihilated. It's it, And it's really questionable because, like, the sheer amount of stuff they're pruning, there should be a lot there, but it's, like, just Lokis, pretty much. Yeah. Which seems like... But, like, the second the Lokis get together, they're, like, killing each other. So, like, why are the Lokis still around if they're, like, constantly infighting? Yeah, like, this, the, this whole, like... I'm going to say this right here that like, I like some of the stuff that happens in this episode, but like these are, this is an episode which is kind of answering some questions and stuff. And honestly, these questions, these answers just make me ask more questions. Like they're not really that particularly like satisfying of answer. Like, yeah, just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like they're just saying like, Oh, well just, just take what we tell you. Right. It just, it just is because it is. Yeah. And, And that's lazy, like story writing really. Yeah, I almost wish there was uh, less explanation at this point, or maybe if if this world just looked a little more like creative rather than it's just a lot of like open fields with like occasionals like occasional like wreck cities, which like the wreck cities are still like have like big buildings like Alive hasn't gotten to the stuff yet apparently yeah or again like other questions i'd say right like it just consumes matter so any matter right but why is it not consume some matter but does consume others why doesn't like, it consume the land yeah why like, is it all, consume, why is there still green hills that is my why are there why is there green hills why are there things that are grown over with grass why is it that he passes through some stuff and it doesn't all die like you know at the end he eats classic loki but his helmet's left behind what what uh, he consumes matter, but he just decided not to eat the 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 helmet. You know, do, he he consumes non organic material. We see that, but he just sometimes doesn't consume all of it. I it doesn't actually make any sense, really. Like this should be like a barren wasteland, like desert looking area, not like a overgrown verdant. You know, th- like it looks like you know some like an apocalypse happened here, and then like stuff just like kept growing. I just don't. Yeah, a lot of unanswered sort of questions where there where the. The directors and writers were kind of just like, well, they're just, we'll just assume they don't ask any questions. And again, I just, that annoys me a little bit. Yeah. Like, and like a lot of the TVA stuff up to this point, like it, like there's like details about what the TVA does with the timelines where I'm like, if you start thinking about it, it like on a causary thought, it's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. If you think enough about it, it's like, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? And you just sort of give into it because it's like set up to the show. So you just kind of vibe with it. At this point in the show, we're looking for more like concrete answers. So when we see stuff that's again, like just sort of like, well, it works this way because it works this way. It feels a little more. Eh, okay. It's just lazy. Like, like I, I understand that like using doing multiversal time traveling kind of stuff, it, that's a really complicated thing to write for. But if you have your general rules like like laid out, you you well, one, you need to do the work then. You need to like make sure that everything you do is tight. Like don't l- make it bad. Don't don't allow it to not be like where there's questions like this. And to be clear, I don't even think that this is bad. It's just like like not up to the standard of the show up to this point. Yeah, I just think again like this episode for a person, and it's not to say like everybody watches it like this, but there are some people, including myself and my brother here, that when we watch things, like we want to believe, it's not like I'm sitting here like trying to pick apart every episode, but 
if there's things that are too, like, again, if they, if they make me, they beckon a question like this, then it takes me out of the moment. It makes me less like involved in what's happening because I'm wondering why things are like this, even if it's just for a small moment. And, and again, that, that's, that's not good storytelling. And so like a lot of the, this stuff, my, my concerns with the episode, I sort of had to like, in a way, like think on and like come to later, but I, but you also like, can like just get like a gut feeling when something's off. Cause I remember watching this episode and I, I, I actually came off the high of seeing black widow and then I came home and watched the episode. And so I was like in a good mood, like really receptive to enjoy something. And I watched the episode. And I was like, Oh, that was good. That was cool. Like when like the prior week's episode of watching Mobius get pruned and watching Loki get pruned, I remember like, like physically reacting to stuff like, Oh my God, that's so what? Yeah. And then this episode gave me literally nothing like that. Yeah. Like even like when Sylvie self pruned herself, I was like, yeah, yeah, I that was going to happen because that's what they set up to happen. Yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess this is just what she would do. Like the the pruning sticks don't kill you. They just send you to the end of time. That's where she needs to go. So it's not even really that. And it's not a big deal anymore. We know that it doesn't kill you. It's not it's not impactful. It was really cool and impactful when we didn't when we thought it killed them. And now it's just like, okay, cool. She just uses it as a teleporter. And I guess Mobius had to be pruned the second he knew what was up. And Hunter B20 had to be killed. Like, was she actually killed or was she pruned when she knew what was up? But Hunter B15 put in a cell. Yeah, put her in a cell. Whatever. Um, You know, yeah. Inconsistencies, questions, kind of like, meh. Like, those are some points that make the episode. Again, I still thought there are some good points of the episode, but those are things that made me be like, meh. Um, But yeah, we have Loki, the encounter of President Loki, led by other dozen Lokis, and apparently boastful Loki, uh, like... Led led them there, ratted them out of their location. Yeah, which, again, I don't even understand, like, why they aren't all just banding together. I get get that they're all deceptive, and they're Lokis, and they would betray each other and things like that, but it's like, but you, okay, President Loki, you already have like a dozen of them following you. Like, is it because they won't follow you or something? I just, whatever. Nonetheless, they're like, haha, we found your secret hideout. We're going to take it. Alligator Loki bites his hand off. They all start fighting. Classic Loki gets them out, which Classic Loki demonstrates that he can literally make portals. Yeah. So I'm just saying later in the episode when he allows them, I can, now actually, this is explainable because he just uses an immense amount of his power. I yeah. can see that a portal probably takes a lot of power to do and he couldn't do it. And he maybe just accepted his fate there. You know, he was like, Glorious purpose. This was my purpose here to do that thing. And so he let himself die. I concur. Yeah. yeah but portals, man, like that's, you know, have, you have a teleporter portal. That's like a, a pretty excellent ability. And hopefully Loki figures that one out eventually. Like you have a, you have a, um, a mini space. Uh, not I space mean, he zone. figures out enchanting in this episode. So yeah. yeah, like he, he like, like he says later on, maybe he's more powerful than he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think honestly, I think my favorite like moment in the episode is Alligator Loki biting off President Loki's hand mm-hmm. and just like the scream that President Loki gives. Yeah, uh, that was pretty amusing. Yeah. Um, so they escape. Uh, we have Sylvia Mobius like journeying along. Uh, once and then they basically they, just they're all basically at this point they're all heading towards Eliath with uh Loki wanting to try and kill Eliath, Sylvie wanting to. At this point, we don't know to enchant, but once they meet up with Loki, it's revealed that she got like a little like touch of Eliath and she thinks that she can enchant him. And it's like, okay, yeah. 
which honestly, when that was established, I was like, this makes more sense than killing it. Definitely. But I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm I, I honestly accepted that. <laughs> I, I, I felt very much the same in conjunction with these other, like, okay, we'll just accept these things. I was more ready to accept that, even though it did make me think, Right, of course. The giant cloud monster can be enchanted. Okay, cool. Glad to know that. Yeah, that's just how that's going to be. Um, and, but I was more willing to accept that than the other things because this was more like, okay, again, it's got a mind. It can be enchanted. It's just, it is a little like, oh, yeah, th- this is the secret. You have to enchant it. And of course, we have an enchanter here. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. What, what are the odds that the one person <laughs> that can do this is the one person that needs to do it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so basically they they go to face off with the Lyoth and enchant it. They're gonna like do a distraction while Sylvie does it and this and that. Um we oh, do get a, uh, we do get a hop back though to Hunter B fifteen and Renslayer. Renslayer. Uh Renslayer's confronting her and asking her questions. I I don't remember exactly what the questions were, but it was It's basically like what does Sylvie know? What does Sylvie want? And Hunter B15's like, Sylvie wants to kill the the whoever created the TVA. And uh, she's going to do it because that bitch got conviction because she does. She has conviction. She's going to get it done. And Renslayer basically kind of accepts that this is true and realizes that uh, if she wants to protect the uh, creators of the TVA, which maybe she knows who they are, who he is, who they is, maybe, uh, she needs more information on where they are, who they are. And so we get her asking Miss Minutes for all the files on the creation of the TVA. And that's it for the episode. We get the, the lead into that, but none of the information yet. Yeah. Well, uh, and then we get, you know, the face off with Goliath, uh, where Loki, Sylvie starts trying to enchant it and Loki's well, just we, using a distraction. You, you skipped over uh, them sending Mobius away. Oh, yeah. Mobius, they- Mobius and Loki getting a. A friendship hug. Yeah, friendship hug. And Mobius saying, you're my favorite. Yeah. Too, Sylvie. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, I think I think Sylvie's my favorite, too. She's definitely not my favorite. I certainly like our, our Loki more than her. Um, I go Sylvie, alligator Loki, um, Loki, I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I liked President Loki for a second. Then he got his hand bitten off, so, um, <laughs> uh, and he became pirate Loki. Um, so, uh, that's the spinoff next yeah. next season of Loki following pirate Loki. Um, but yeah, so they have their battle, and we basically get you know at first kid Loki, classic Loki, and alligator Loki were gonna leave, and they were just gonna go back to doing their thing. Yeah. But classic Loki comes back and erects this massive illusion of Asgard, like literally creates an entire Asgard to distract Elias, and you know it's just putting on the show. Long enough for Loki and Sylvie to both fully enchant Eliath and reveal the way to the thing beyond the void, uh, which is like a, a some kind of like little house or castle, castle. structure. Yeah. Keep. Classic, uh, classic Loki is devoured in the process. Yeah. And yeah, that is the end of the episode. Um, but and no after credits. Yes. Yep. No post credit scene. Um, but so we have getting into the talking points. I want to go back to this, like, can I also just mention real quick that this episode's the same length as other episodes, but we managed to recap it faster than every other episode by like 
a, a sizable chunk. You are correct about that. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that too. I was like, wow, we really got that through that pretty quick. Um, so maybe you were right. Maybe that, it doesn't seem like there was very much that happened here. But that's because, I mean, a lot of it was kind of just talking. Yeah. And we were skipping over like... We, we didn't go fully into those conversations necessarily. One conversation that I did like was the one between um, uh, where Mobius and classic Loki were given a chance. I kid Loki's there too. And they're given a chance to talk. And there's also the discussion about alligator Loki on like, well, maybe he's just lying, but then that makes him more likely a, to be a Loki. So yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um. So one thing I, I think classic Loki is actually like uh, he gets a, a decent amount of actual talking and screen time here. And I think he is like a really important piece of this episode. And it's really that. So, so this Loki is our Loki, except he just continued living, right? Uh, he used illusion to escape Thanos as opposed to trying to attack him, which I would say, Hey, you know, he basically makes a point like that. Uh, you know, our strongest thing is illusions, not daggers. Uh, yeah. And, and I think he's right. I mean, I think it's un- like Loki tries to, you know, Loki is supposed to be a trickster god. And I think classic Loki stayed true to what he, you know, being a trickster god was, which is to survive, to do a trick and not try to attack. Yeah. Um, and he, he survived all these years. And I think we get an insight into he's, like, a, a he's, con- he's, oh, we get uh, an insight and a confirmation into what Loki has been sort of showing us through like our Loki has been showing us throughout the series, which is that like inside he doesn't necessarily like want to rule. He just wants to be like loved and accepted and like, you know, recognized. And we see that with classic Loki where um, he says like, I, I literally just lived on this planet by myself for so many years. And eventually I just got like, I, you know, missed my brother. I wanted to go back. I wanted to see if anybody missed me and things like that. Yeah. You know, like, and, and here's, here's what really shows it to me is that him making Asgard at the end, I believe that like wherever he went, he made Asgard and he basically ruled over an Asgard that wasn't real. Um, and, and you know, he, because he, he said he can make illusions so good that Thanos thought it was real. Like he yeah. made a, like a, something that uh, apparently had, you know, sight, smell, you know, um, feeling and w- illusion so good that Thanos literally thought that it was a real Loki that he killed. Yeah. And, and so I would assume that even on a mass scale, he can make illusions so good that even he would just choose to believe it. Right. He can make the people appear. He can make the entire city appear as long as something wasn't, Lily trying to destroy it. Um, and so I, I, I like to think that Loki went on this planet and lived there by himself and, and created this whole illusion. Like he basically like, I, I came here and I did rule Asgard. Asgard's yeah. gone. It was literally destroyed in Ragnarok and, and everybody thinks I'm dead, but I'm here ruling. And he spent all this time like in this pretend world, but knew that it was hall hollow. Cause it was just, just like we know that Loki found love in himself by, by loving Sylvie or, you know, uh, finding her that this Loki only was giving love to himself and that he really wished that somebody else that so, could find it in another person. So other th- when classic Loki's telling his uh, reason why he went off to be alone, he mentions that it's because he felt like every, everything he did, all the decisions he made everywhere he went left like pain and like bad in his wake. And he just wanted to stop being a part of that. And that's another thing to like, look at yourself and like, feel like you do nothing right. And that you need to be alone for the sake of others. That's not a selfish uh, act. Like the selfish act would be for Loki to like immediately come back to like, uh, like join up with his brother and like all the others, but that's not what he chose to do. Yeah. 
he he chose to basically be alone for what we like have to determine is hundreds of years. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, satisfy himself. Um, and so, yeah, I think with that, we get like an insight because we get an insight into Loki. Like this is the Loki with age and wisdom. This is also this is also not the Loki we've been following because this is the Loki that experienced the movies up through the beginning of Infinity War. This is the Loki that had the experience of Thor Ragnarok with his brother who like he still stole the Tesseract, which I guess the Tesseract still goes back to Thanos at this point, but he's able to get off on his own. Yeah, like, I, you know, maybe in the illusion, he gives him the Tesseract because he doesn't want he to, wants to get away. Yeah, because otherwise he'll just be hunted down, right? Yeah. Like he probably knows, like I can't, you know, avoid giving him the Tesseract right now. I just need to do it. So it's still like sneaky Loki that stole the Tesseract in the first place, but it's it's a Loki enough that he like does love his brother and he does love his people and all that jazz, but he then went to off be alone. So when I was criticizing classic Loki as being just Loki with more time added to it, I it's a bit unfair. He is like an interesting character for them to give us this one episode of. Yeah, because I think, you know, them giving it to us this one episode just gives us a lot of good insight into our Loki, basically as like a what the would kind of man he-, he could be, the kind of self-sacrificing person that mm-hmm. classic Loki ends up being. And just to add to, I mean, Sylvie says he's like, well, you know, we're the same. So you have the same power I do. We we can see here. It's it's demonstrated how how powerful he could be. You, if you wanted, he could make an illusion of an entire city or make portals to, to transport through or potentially make an illusion so strong that, I mean, it could fool somebody else into thinking that they killed him, which I, I think might be a um, him saying that I, it might be a uh, potentially like a foreshadow or like a, a hint. That we see, we see a confirmation that Loki has powers that he doesn't realize he has, and he said it himself. I think we're stronger than we know that we are, and I suspect that with with you know those like little tidbits that in the last episode we're gonna get some like really excellent Loki illusion switcheroo deception, like where he's gonna. Yes. Use, use a huge, amazing deception to deceive like Renslayer or the whoever the person is that controls the TVA. I think, I think it's going to be maybe more not big illusion, maybe more small, but really real illusion like the one that saved classic Loki. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Like, I think he's going to use some kind of like strong. He's going to really apply himself in his illusion magic. Recognize that I, I you know, there's a again, classic Loki, I think, gave a lesson there which was that like our illusion is our our best thing not the daggers not trying to kill but like our trickery that that is our best uh power and so i think they're going to use that in the very end he's going to have learned something from the the wisdom of his you know older self another another note of something that's i think is first said by classic loki in the episode is that uh loki uh as far as these variant lokis are concerned is truly the god of outcasts and I think that as a uh, d- descriptor of who Loki is feels more accurate than any other like dip- like summary of who he is thus far, because Loki really does just feel like a, a-, a true outcast character. Like yeah. e- every Loki we've seen is some sort of outcast. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what we've gotten, at least a portrayal of here in the Loki series. I don't think that's ever like, you know, he, he says that 
here, but I don't think we ever got that in like any movie particularly. No, I think yeah. he always filled up or lived up to the idea of a mischief that he was causing problems. And and what's more is I feel like the people like I've always like ever since Avengers, there have been people, I guess, even ever since the first Thor, there have been people who were like big Loki fans. And maybe it's just because people like Tom Hiddleston, but I think it has something to, more to do with the character itself. And it really like the people that I've seen who have been into Tom Hiddleston are people who may potentially have felt outcasted in their life. And to have that sort of like articulated as he is the God of outcasts, the people who identify with Loki are themselves outcasts. Nice job, Disney definitely saw your demographics and made sure to reach out to him real quick. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I see. And like I, I self-identifying as an outcast is one thing. And there's lots of things about Loki that makes him like a, an othered type person. But yeah, he's still this like really charming, uh, like charismatic, fun to see on TV person on who is in like a bunch of really like great movies. He's in Avengers. He's in Thor Ragnarok. He's in this Loki series and in all of them. And even the bad movies he's in, he's the best part of those movies. He's the best part of the first two Thor movies. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if he's the best part of those movies. I think Thor might be a pretty key feature in them, but <laughs> in I think the, in the Dark World, he uh, he he's definitely like a, a really excellent feature of Dark World, but um. A, a movie that's you know known to be one of the worst uh, MCU movies. I think that Loki is is like a, a standout character for sure in that movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he's like the best character in the first Thor. I I, I think in the first Thor. Well, so the first Thor has the um, uh, Chris Hemsworth with like weird blonde eyebrows. You know, I never even thought about that <laughs> until somebody pointed it out. And when I went back and watched it again, I was like, okay, can't unsee. Like, <laughs> it's it's just like. Like they they really went for it and they were like, nope, nope, no, pull back, pull back immediate because it's just it's just weird. It is weird. It is a little weird. Um, So I want to bring up a uh, like a, a theory that I saw on uh, it was actually on a TikTok, and I really love to shout the guy out because I but I don't you know, I want to actually see if it's possible for me to pull it up maybe uh, while we're talking. Um, but I saw a guy's theory on TikTok for what he thought was in that, uh, you know, in the, 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 the house there. Yeah. And so I want, I just want to shout it out because I thought it was interesting. Um, and it's pretty much gone against my, what I thought that's Kang the Conqueror. And the guy even said in the episode, he's like, lots of people think it's going to be Kang. And I don't think they're going to do that. I think I, they're going to subvert it. Yeah. Cause like, it's one of those things where like either Disney's like, yeah, you guys already knew it, or they're going to do the thing that they keep on doing and like just subvert your expectations. Yeah. So, um, uh, this guy's theory and it seems so good was that that place at um, past the void is called the house of ideas. And what exists in the house of ideas normally is, uh, the, the entity called the one above all, which in, in the Marvel comic universe, the one above all is, is basically literally like Stan Lee. It's essentially literally it's it's a it's an entity that is the literal it, writer of it's the entire the, universe. It's the single most powerful entity in yeah. Marvel. Like 
because I, I think I like watched like a watch mojo list or something once where it was like the top 10 most powerful. And like when you like get, start to get to like the top five, it's literally just like, oh, this dude can like eat a universe and stuff. And then it's just the one above all is the literal one, which I, 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 I'll let you continue with the theory. It feels a bit early to pull out the single most powerful. Yes. So that is who normally is there. But the other entities that exist in uh, the house of ideas are also these things called then and now, which are essentially like, like these collectors of all the information that's ever happened or is happening um, across the entire universe. Um, and uh, then he went on to say, but what I really think is there in the house of ideas is another variant of Loki, the variant of Loki that is the God of stories. And this basically, you know, his, his kind of theory went that this Loki um, went to like the, you know, the somehow got to the ends of the earth, literally like the end of time. And, you know, it has gone here has been basically controlling this entire timeline to make it out to be whatever, you know, like this timeline in which he is like, you know, a, a God among all things, basically like literally the God of stories. I collect everything. I am like the master of everything here. And but he's, thought, but he's I, no more powerful necessarily than any Loki. He's just in that this position of power. Yeah, I fully buy. Before you said that, in my mind, I was kind of like, I wonder if it's just a variant Loki. Exactly. Because this the Loki show, the Lokis keep popping up. Lokis are the one people that keep being able to get stuff done, like figure out the TVA, the inner workings of it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And so he basically thought that it's going to present a situation where it's really a variant Loki at the end and that this basically it happens in a loop like time is a loop here where uh, Loki's continue to like a Loki comes to the end of time finds the thing that's there and then like kills them or or either like either succeeds in killing them or doesn't kill them and they just remain there where they are and that uh that this time and that every time it's happened a Loki arrives there and then takes over this new like I'm now the god of stories Loki that stays here at the end of time and now I'm the ruler of everything yeah. right it's what every Loki on the surface level thinks they want they want to be the king of everything and this is the ultimate being the king you're i mean you literally control the tva which controls all the time and 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 it also lends to the idea that the reason they prune things and they make sure that this this is a timeline where he ends up being the controller and that's why other loki's are so like much such a danger because they're the only things that can literally once they get to the end of time and this has happened before over and over again they're the only thing that stopped that Loki from. But being. it's also why these Lokis are like seem to be so naturally good at getting away from Eliath because Eliath was potentially a creation of a Loki. Yeah. Um. And this time, as opposed to continuing the loop, uh, this Loki has come with basically love in you know like with Sylvie, and yeah. because of that, they're going to be able to break the loop. They're not going to continue doing the same thing of like kill this Loki, take over, be the king of the of the everything multiverse. Um, and yeah, and that's like kind of like the big subversion, which I think it, it just actually works with this story being, being told for so long. It, it really is like, wouldn't it make sense that at the end of all of it, it is just another Loki and that, you know, it, this all exists in a loop and this time they'll break it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, and we'll know for sure next episode. Mm -hmm. Here's the, so we're left off with that as the one like sort of cliffhanger, like what's going to happen there. And we also have our uh, dear friend uh, Mobius um, coming back to the TVA, but we don't see how he's received there yet. I'm honestly, I feel like I'm more curious to see the fallout of the immediate fallout of that than because uh, I 
I have a feeling of what the Mobius interactions is going to look like. And I think it's going to be cool. Whereas I don't know. I'm just so worried about the final reveal of who created the TVA, not being something up to the standard, the show set. I'm really afraid of being disappointed now, especially because this episode felt a little lackluster compared to what came before it. I'm getting a little nervous. I really hope that they stick the landing and they find something good. I have, I, I think I just have higher hopes of the Mobius side of this last episode being good. If he's not on a jet ski by the end of the episode, I am going to, I don't know. Protest. I, I, Riot in the streets. Yeah. Uh, um, Invade the Capitol. It's necessary. Yeah. Um, I I understand that. I I want to say is like, I like these Loki episodes, but I have, there's a feeling really where it's like, I've been making myself want to like them. I, I think, to be honest, the, all these episodes have not been like hitting me the way I really want them to. I think WandaVision like hit me so much more impactfully and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like my expectations were for it were kind of high, but they still like did what I thought they would do. And this Loki series has not, it's just not quite given me what I've been expecting. I want to see the last episode before I make a judgment call. I I'm definitely putting it above Falcon and the winter soldier right now. Um, because despite this last episode, not being my favorite, the other four episodes before it, I not a single one of them. I thought was, uh, any lesser than the best Falcon and winter soldier episode, but Pending this last episode, I'll decide whether or not Loki is, in my opinion, more successful than WandaVision. Because WandaVision, as I look back on it, ha- ha- it, it has some like flaws in it, but there's like like a beauty in the flaws, in a way. Like, mm-hmm. and it it w- WandaVision with like the exception of the tagged on stuff of building out a bigger universe, everything in WandaVision felt like it sort of like made sense and it went together in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Loki is starting to have like, there's just so many like, like little details that the details start to slip away. And if we just get past some of those like dumber details and come to some, resolution some revelation in this next episode that lives up to what's been preceding it i think that loki could end up being like the best of the series so far but i'm i'm a little more uh tentative in my reactions now yeah i think this show's very ambitious here's here's the thing i think the show's really ambitious and i think it's hitting some marks but not everything for me that's why like again falcon winter soldier i think it's i don't think it perfectly executes maybe the thing they were going for but i think it just does exactly what i expected it to do um it's not being super crazy it's just like hey you know falcon winter soldier going against these things and again we have captain i feel like but i feel like this loki show is giving what it's it's giving what you expect on the box in a lot of ways yeah Mm. there are some surprises of course but like if you look at what's come so far, does any of it feel like it didn't belong in a Loki show? Um, I mean, I don't, 
I don't know what to say. It needs to be expected in a Loki show. I, you know, I, I expect like, you know, things to be chaotic and I, looking I, back at what's occurred so far. Does anything feel out of place? That damn building. <laughs> he's more powerful than he lets on. Okay, but we still haven't seen him do. I can lift the building powers. We did in that episode. That, established. Still, still horseshit. Um, but yeah, I don't know this. I can't. It's hard for me to articulate what it is like about this show. That's not like it's not seeming fully right with me, but I don't want to like necessarily say like, it, it's not bad. Of course, like it is good. Like there's a lot of like cool things to be seen here, but there's just something about it, man. There's something about it. Now, maybe if, if this last episode really just hits and it just like brings it all together, like we're hoping for, then I won't really, maybe it'll be like, all right, maybe it all seemed a little weird, but in the end it all just worked. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Hey, one thing before I forget is that TikToker who's um who I got that theory from is uh his TikTok name is a uh, King Von Schweetz. King Von Schweetz. So if you want to go see that theory yourself, you can look him up. Got to give credit where it's due, you know. Definitely didn't come up with that myself. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the TikTok and it's you like in like a wig and glasses <laughs> like, hey, guys, it's not Robert. It's King Von Schweetz. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I don't know if I have really much else to say about this episode. So uh, well, are you sure? Or I guess I guess we've covered quite a bit i don't know do you have anything else to say oh let me let me throw some stuff around in my brain a little bit um so renslayer do we think renslayer what do we think renslayer knows i mean it seems it seems like they're making out to say that she doesn't really know anything like that which like kind of breaks down the king theory because i i I thought that renslayer would have been in cahoots with king and that's kind of what we were led to believe because renslayer in the comics is related to King, like they're lovers or something like that. Like, and, and so I thought like she would be like, I'm the front for all this, but, but we get the point that she was just an agent at one point, And then she just doesn't really appear to know anything about the truth in the TVA. So I think that it's just kind of a coincidence that she's there. Maybe that she does get associated with him later or at the end of the show. Like they destroy the TVA and now she's like, Here's you ruined qu- my life and I'm going to get back at you by, you know, partnering with this other so guy here. Every other, all, all the agents working for the TVA are variants. Is Renslayer a variant? And if so, it, is Renslayer their real name? Are they someone else? Is this another like, uh, like, like mislead uh, another um, uh, uh, Ralph Boner making you think that this is a character that you think it is, but in reality, they're just not another. I mean, like, and it's not something unfamiliar to Marvel, like telling you a character is a character and then, oh, not the Mandarin. It's just an actor, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So maybe this Renslayer, like when Sylvie finally gets to enchant her memories, reveals that she's actually not uh, her real name isn't Renslayer. And it's just a coincidence. It's just a way to like get the people doing the theories that it was King all along mm-hmm. to think that it was King all along. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Oh, speaking of Ralph Boner, it's funny you say that the same guy, King Von Schweetz had another uh, TikTok theory where he was like, Ralph Boner actually is quicksand and he, the reason Silver. quicksilver, sorry, quicksand. Yeah. That's not a character. Um, <laughs> uh, but he, he pointed it out because if you go look at the timeline, the, uh, there's there's a function on Disney Plus where it shows all the MCU things in timeline, like where they are in the timeline. And it shows that the Loki uh, show is set 
in between or before WandaVision, like directly before it. Interesting. And so I think we all have this expectation that the end of Loki, it's going to unravel and open up the multiverse. Right. And so he, he said, he basically said that that is evidence that because it's literally falls before WandaVision, that the multiverse is now open and that she literally did pull X-Men, you know, uh, Quicksilver into their, you know, their, um, the sacred timeline. I don't know, <laughs> like where, wherever you know she is in that timeline or whatever. She pulls Wanda's him from. Timeline. Yeah, she pulls him from where he's at, and that's why it's supposed to be. This there. is Wanda's timeline, and yeah. we're just watching it. I mean, she is a Nexus being confirmed, and so we know that she exists across all timelines as a constant. Yep. So these are all her timelines. Yeah. Yeah. Excited for more Wanda. <laughs> Excited for more Scarlet Witch. Um. But yeah, so so covered Renslayer, uh, Hunter B-15's in a cell. Don't know what, if anything, we'll get from her. Maybe yeah. we'll see her be happy in her home or go visit herself. Who knows? Whatever. We, yeah, we'll see. We're going to see what happens. Uh, Kid Loki, still king of the void. Uh, Alligator Loki, still, still an icon. <laughs> Just an icon living. Yeah. But I, I guess you're right. Yeah. Not a lot more to say about the episode. Again, again, just felt like not a lot happened. And I I'm I really don't want to say that the episode was bad. It's just that I thought everything before it was so good that this episode was just kind of there. And it feels more disappointing because I literally my expectations at the end of the last episode was that uh, this would be the good episode because it was like the ultimate. Yeah. And in other series, this was the best, if not one of the best episodes in the other series. So to have the opposite occur makes me a little nervous, but also makes me more hopeful that maybe the very last episode will be better because of it. Yeah. Or they just completely missed the mark and everybody's super disappointed. So whatever. At least we got Black Widow. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's all for me. I guess that's all for me as well. Yeah, well, I guess until next time, folks, this has been Robert. And Ryan. Have a good one. <laughs>